Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Steve Rosenblum. We suck, so your self-quarantine doesn't have to. Mark Grody. I think there will be lasting derivatives of this once we get through it, and hopefully we will. Um, with minimal damage, that um, people will be more aware, honestly, of washing their hands and um, good thing. and apparently wiping. Apparently wiping. They suck, so you don't have to. They can do what they have to do. They know what they have to do. Now they don't have any problem getting it done. Founding members of the WB Club. Wake and bake. Come on. Where's Toby? So I'm practicing, you know, social distancing, and I have a few tips for everybody, you know. You know, no sharing pipes or joints, things like that. The three words that describe this show, and I quote, Stink. Stank. Stunk. It's Saturday Suckage on the score. We should be 670 WSUK. Good morning, welcome in. Saturday suckage, and if ever a show in a day were needed for Cub fans, we are here at Saturday Suckage. Steve Rosenblum, Mark Brody with you, the Wake and Bake Club. We are certainly here for Cub fans. Mark, how are you? Well, this is so important today that I was told, you know what? You don't need to drive to Bears headquarters in Lake Forest today for Saturday Bears camp. Why don't you just stay in the studio because we need you talking baseball. We'll definitely talk Bears later because I have a lot of observations and some tape Mm -hmm. to play for you and what Mark heard. But, yeah, man, this is all about the Cubs and, and the White Sox, what they have to fortify them. And I will just say about the Cubs it's sad, but it's not bad. Hey, well, hold, hold on, Grody. You start off the show lying to the people. You're not in studio. <laughs> Why you got to do well, that, man? Wow. Our this is, just, this is the, wow. We just hey, treated that, you. If that's what we want to do. Yeah, theater of the mind. Okay, fine. Hey, I'm sitting <laughs> on my couch in my high-rise apartment right now um, and uh, unshowered, all that kind of stuff. So, yep, if you, if you wanted that visual, there it is for you. There I just is. I nice. just want us to be honest. We don't want to lie. Okay. No, we don't. All right. So <laughs> that's true. So, Mark, you tell me. I haven't me showered here either. It's cow- okay. 
Mark, you tell me how Dave the Cat took what the Cubs did, and I'll share with you how the Diva took it. So we'll get. Oh yeah, I'm actually we'll looking get, more forward to the hearing, hearing about the human being. But look, Dave the Dave Cat the, right yeah. now. Yeah. Dave the Cat right now. Just let me tell you, Dave the Cat is about three feet from me, lying on the wood floor right by the window, and not caring about anything that's going on in his life. All he cares about in his daily life is me entertaining him for about 15 minutes a day when he's not sleeping or eating. Right now, he is in about to fall asleep. So in other words, Steve, he does not care about the Cubs. Again, me entertaining him, which involves playing with him, me feeding him, and um, you know, having a clean litter box, too. I'll add that in as well. So Same. DTC, hashtag DTC, Dave the Cat, does not care what has happened with the Cubs, with the Bears. Look, to 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 him, I'm just Jenny from the block. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I'm there just, you go. I'm yeah. I'm just Mark. You know, he doesn't care about what I do for a living or any of that. As a matter of fact, he's probably going to leave the room that I'm in now if I keep talking about sports. Okay, well that that that's a good update. You don't know that he has not been into the catnip, which is sort of like the wake and bake club for felines. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet today. We had okay. there's one more hour to continue to qualify it as wake and bake, though I would say, in, in technicality terms, because it'll be p.m. And uh, I guess you could wake and bake at any time, but I do put oh, parameters yeah. on it. Sure. Yeah. If we yeah. need any. All right. Tell yes. me about the diva, because you didn't it, you and the diva go to the Cubs game last night? Did I see that? No, no, no. no. That was a picture from long ago. That, but that was. Oh, she, I thought maybe you re- were in Washington D.C. Okay. No, no, we we were not in Washington D.C. Same goes for Kimbrel, Baez, Bryant, and Rizzo. We were not in Washington. <laughs> and Schwarber, by the way, the diva no was, longer in Washington D.C. Right. Texting. Uh, the diva texted me while all while the Cubs are trading all your favorite bobbleheads. It feels like the red wedding on Game of Thrones. I thought that was good. Uh, that, that that's the good. way that summed up what Cub fans were thinking. And so um, in looking at that and listening to her and the, and reading what she thought of the, the gutting, as it were, it also times out with this, that BR walk-off, the, this is for hits and giggles, by the way. And, Mark, you were there for this. Here's your 2016 World Series Game 7 lineup. Leading off, Dexter Fowler. He left as a free agent 2016. Batting second, Kyle Schwarber left as a free agent in 2020. Batting third, Chris Bryant traded to the Giants yesterday. Batting fourth, Anthony Rizzo traded to the Yankees yesterday. Batting fifth, Ben Zobris, your World Series MVP, has been an active on the baseball field since 2019, been active in divorce court. Sixth, Addison Russell. He's in the Mexican League. Seventh for that Game 7 game. (laughs) Wilson Contreras, still with the Cubs, amazingly. Batting eighth, Jason Hayward, still with the Cubs. And batting ninth in the World Series Game 7, Javi Baez traded to the Mets yesterday. Now, let's compare and contrast the Cubs lineup on the first day of the rest of Jed's Dread, the rest of the rebuild. 
Oh, Ortega in center field. Contreras still Be there good. catching Ian Happ, who can't hit, playing left field, batting third. Patrick Wisdom playing first. David Bodie playing second. Jason Hayward still in right. Matt Duffy playing third, where Chris Bryant used to be. One of the many multiple Alcantras playing short. And on the mound yesterday was Jake Arrieta, who had an ERA of 5.0 for the game, which actually lowered his season ERA from 6.30 to 6.20. So let me ask you this. You're a Cub fan, as well as someone who experienced that Game 7 lineup. What what kind of goodwill is being burned here, if any? What will Cub fans do? We'll ask Cub fans. We'll give them the phone number and we'll ask Cub fans. What kind of goodwill do you think is being burned here? This has been coming for a long time. Maybe not the way it was completely blown up, but some sort of change to the core, some sort of dramatic move mm-hmm. has been coming since 2018. So Cubs fans have had time to prepare themselves for this, to know that something like this was going to happen. I don't think any of us knew it was going to happen to this extent. There, what, Here's the good part about this. There's no middle ground here. There is no middling from from Jed Hoyer. I don't know if good will come out of this. I don't know if he will be able to rebuild this into a championship team quickly in the next couple of years to create that goodwill. But they have chosen a lane, and that's good. There's no, we're going to keep two of these guys. No, we're blowing the whole thing up and we're going in a different direction there is no ambiguity when it comes to this it's not like the you darvish thing where we still don't have answers as to well maybe we do now as to why that happened this is jed hoyer and i've been waiting for this i've been waiting i've said it many times on this show and some of the solo shows that i've hosted we don't know what jed hoyer is as a general manager or as the big boss he was the gm for the cubs he was under theo epstein so we have to assume that most of the final decisions were made by theo epstein this gives you an idea of more of what jed hoyer is about he has made a decision and he is going for that in that regard we have no idea what is next we have no idea if he's serious when he says the door is still open to bring back any and perhaps all of these guys that the cubs have traded whether it's you know baez rizzo or kb those are the guys i'm talking about not kimbrell because the Sox can keep him for two years if they'd like but a decision has been made, and now it's up to Cubs fans, as you said, 312-644-6767, to decide if they like what is going on. If you are ready to, again, focus on what is going on in the Cubs farm system, like we did back in 2013 and 14, leading up to 2015, when there was the slow march of prospects to the big leagues, because that is where they are. I'll say one more thing, too. Jed Hoyer did reject the notion of referring to this as a rebuild, as as we know. He didn't like that word. So we haven't heard right, we haven't heard from Jed Hoyer, is that correct? I haven't missed anything while I've been engrossed in Bears Camp, right? There has been no Jed Hoyer actual official press conference. Is that right, guys? No, there has been. He was on the hostage Zoom yesterday to explain himself of Jed was? 
Yeah, and what, what Jed said was, what Jed said, now I sound like I'm Pulp Fiction, Jed's dead. The, Jed's dead, baby. Jed's dead. So did the, he, the, the idea Where did he was, go with the rebuild? Well, it wasn't that. It was, it was, we had a choice. We could keep these guys for two months and get nothing, or we could just get them all out and speed along the, you know, he couldn't, he couldn't avoid the word rebuild. And I think what he said before is, and what he meant, uh, what he said before, not because he would never admit that Darvish was when they quit on the season, because he wasn't allowed to say that that's when they quit on the season, but that's when they quit on the season, because they still had tickets to sell and marquee subscriptions to sell. But what he said was it wouldn't be like it was when they first got here. It wouldn't be the the Dale Swain threatening to send Castro and Rizzo down to the minors kind of rebuild where <laughs> okay. everything everything sucks. So that rebuild is like all caps. That's the painful scar for him. That's the nadir. This is a rebuild. There's no way he can get around that. But I think it was a matter of degrees. And it still might be whether he wants to believe that this is not as bad as that. Oh, it might if your talent evaluation and your development, uh, uh, your development elevator sucks, then it will be that bad and maybe worse. And we might be looking at I don't know what um, 21, 24 by the time the Cubs win another World Series, another 108 years. Is that how it's going to go? So it it is entirely possible this rebuild is that bad. You just don't know. Like you said, you have no idea what they got. They believe they got something. They believe they've got something they can develop. And, hey, and guys, and maybe even just for the benefit of Grody, I have a 90-second cut here from Jed Hoyer yesterday talking about the idea of a rebuild. I don't know what the definition of a rebuild is. I think that I think you should wait until you see after we, what we do this winter to decide what we're going to do. Like, I don't know what we're going to do yet. So no one knows what we're going to do yet. We're going to sit down and we're going to figure out the right path to try to build a, a championship team. And, like, sometimes – that path might might mean like letting the garden grow for a long time because you need to let those prospects mature. And sometimes it may mean accelerating it through free agency. Like, I don't know the answer, but like this idea that like anyone knows how we're going to pursue it. I I don't know yet. We're going to do the right thing strategically. And I think we have to figure that out. And, you know, sometimes opportunities are what determine that. So when we came in here in 2011, you know, people wanted us to, to bid on Albert Pujols and people wanted us to bid on Prince Fielder. And we didn't do that. And part of why we didn't do that is the CBA rules changed. And we realized at that moment, like, uh-oh, we can't reload as fast as we did in Boston. You know, we, we can't overspend in the draft and we can't create opportunities the way we did then. So we sort of pivoted and we went in a different direction. And I don't know what's going to happen with the CBA. I don't know what's going to happen with the landscape. So, I mean, I guess I'm rambling about I don't know where we're going to go, but I promise you the entire focus is going to be on, you know, how do we figure out how we get to, like I said, have the next great, great, great Cubs team because people expect deep postseason runs. Like people here haven't been satisfied with early exits or, or wild cards. And that's awesome. And so that's what we need to provide the fans. Wow. That, that is okay. I, that I'm giving big thumbs up on that. This is the most transparent Jed Hoyer has ever been about anything that's going on with the Cubs. He, he is frustrated in that tone. He's saying, guys, 
I don't know. I know what, what has been done. You know they have more of a plan than what he is saying right there. But guess what? I'm listening to that. I'm going, okay, that's okay. You're telling us that there are options. We might grow the garden. You, there's going to be a ton of money that they could eventually spend in free agency with the cuts that they have made. So there are d- different directions they can go into, and Jed Hoyer is saying that there's nothing exact. I'm okay with that. He sounds, <clears throat> part of him sounds like Chance the Gardener. Not Chance the Rapper, Chance the Gardener from <laughs> Peter Sellers' great role and uh, Oscar-winning role. If you plant in the fall, it will grow in the spring. <clears throat> and Jack Warden loves it. So being there was, if that's where he's, if that's what Jed's channeling. We'll see if we can make sense of this with someone who is a Cubs insider and writes for Cubs insider, Evan Altman. We are going to take a break, and when we come back, we will see what's a rebuild, what's not a rebuild. How could Jed say this isn't a rebuild if he doesn't know what they're doing? And if he doesn't know what they're doing, what are they doing? Who does know? I guess Tom Ricketts. Here, here's what you're doing. Here's a buck and a half. That's what you can spend this winter. Because that's what it comes down to. How fast this goes, how fast this heals, is how much money the billionaire wants to give the general manager or president and general manager. So we'll find out Well, uh, for what Evan Altman thinks. He's Mark Rohde. I'm Steve Rosenblum. Thanks for joining us on Saturday Suckage, the WB Club. The Wake and Bake Club is here on the day you really need it, Cubs fans. Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome in, welcome back. Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. Steve Rosenblum, Mark Rohde with you. Saturday Suckage. Perfect show to talk about the Cubs. We're going to the Scores Hotline, presented by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. And welcome back to the show, Cubs Insider, from Cubs Insider. He is Evan Altman. And Evan here, he's going to parse through all the various meanings of rebuild, not a rebuild. We're going to get rid of everybody you've ever heard of, all of our good players, but it's not a rebuild. Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. Evan, save us. What kind of crap is this? I don't know what you guys are talking about. I, I just I woke up from a really bad dream, and uh, you know everybody's still still there on the north side. These guys aren't all wearing different uh, New York uniforms or something something wild like that. It was uh, that was that was. It's been an interesting uh, couple of days here, as, as pretty much it looked like. Uh, Boy, Jed Hoyer got a got a taste for that uh, that trade juice and just kept on going. So interesting, to say the least. I, I I disagree a little bit with Stevie Sunshine here because I mean we've been talking about this for a few years now that something dramatic had to occur with this core. Now I, I know that we didn't expect it to be maybe this at a ten on the house cleaning scale, but. Something like this had to happen, right, Evan? Yeah, I mean, we, we knew that there would be some iteration of this, right, that we've been hearing about. I think the issue is that Theo Epstein told everyone that the offense broke somewhere along the lines in 2018. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and here we are three years later, and and they, they just kept running it back and kept running it back. And, and you know, again, we saw little pieces of this, um, but it but it's even – I think it adds to it a little bit when you also see, even though they're not currently Cubs, you know, you see Kyle Schwarber traded to the Red Sox and you see John Lester going to the Cardinals. And so now there's in the space of 24 hours, uh, five members of this and, and three who are still there with the Cubs, just icons from that World Series title that they, they couldn't get it done. They didn't put the pieces around them or the correct pieces around them, however you want to look at that. And then to see, all of them shipped out immediately with nobody extended other than Kyle Hendricks a couple of years ago. Uh, that's the part I think that, that feels that's tough to swallow, right? Because there's really nobody left who's an impact player outside of Hendricks. And you've got Contreras, uh, although, you know, again, um, who knows? The, the winter could bring all kinds of things. I think just <laughs> the, uh, the how quickly and just how um, – thoroughly the team was dismantled over the course of just less than 24 hours realistically I think is what was the real gut punch we're talking with Evan Altman CubsInsider.com read him read him try to explain why this isn't a rebuild but it is a rebuild and and I don't know how seriously we should take Jed saying we don't know what the winter will bring there's been I have no idea I have no indication what have I missed that Tom Ricketts has suddenly said there's more money here than there was when 
Jed seemed forced to trade you Darvish because there was no money there because there were biblical losses. Did did something change? Uh, I mean, we did get the indication. So if you if you kind of go back, and there's and there's a couple things at play, right? Uh, they they had to move Darvish. They didn't even have the money to pay John Lester a couple million dollars. You know, Hoyer admitted that was not a, a matter of desire, but one of timing. They, uh, but they were able to sign Jake Arrieta and Jock Peterson, which came right around the time that we started hearing about vaccine approvals. So I think the knowledge that there were going to be fans at Wrigley or uh, to, to whatever capacity kind of loosened the purse strings a little bit. Although I think as we're seeing, uh, the park is not full. And uh, I've got the sneaking suspicion that they're not going to find 40,000 people who want to pay those prices to see this team over the next two months. But uh, the, probably the strongest indication that they're, they're going to have to spend money, I mean, this is a necessity because as of 2022, right now, the Cubs have only $41 million committed to three players. There are only three players under guaranteed contracts for next year and for 23, and that would be Kyle Hendricks, David Bodie, and Jason Hayward. So um, that's – and, and a lot of guys are, are, you know, they're under their rookie deals and that sort of thing. So there, there are more players, and that will be back, of course. But that's not really the core – that you want to build a, a contender around. And so they're going to have to go out there, whether they do that with a bunch of guys who they can just get on the cheap on, on really short deals to kind of keep the, the transitional thing going, or whether they actually go out and spend some real money, I don't know. But they're going to lose about $100 million or more from their payroll this winter, and they're going to have to spend some of that. Yeah, and it sounded like, from a cut that we played just about 10 minutes ago here on the show, and I'm sure you heard a lot of the comments from Jed Hoyer, Evan, that he he's still processing this. Even he, after doing what he did and trading the big three, he's trying to process what they have if they want to garden this thing for a while and rebuild it and have their own prospects, or they would have, as you indicated, the luxury, quote-unquote, of going out and spending big bucks. The question, the next question is, do you think that Jet Hoyer was serious when he said, we will keep lines of communication open in free agency for those guys, for Javier Baez, Anthony Rizzo, and Chris Bryant? Do you think it's possible that any of those guys would return next year to the Cubs? I mean... It's it, it. This feels no different to me than than when you've got a a breakup and you say we'll still be friends, right? We'll we'll still hang out. <laughs> Not and, a chance. And, yeah, no, you won't. No, it it might be amicable, but but let's you know. And I look at this as similar to uh, remember when everybody thought the Red Sox had a really good chance to sign John Lester back after they had traded him to the A's. Yep, and. Yep. He got out to Oakland. He was like, whoa, this is kind of cool. There's different organizations. You mean I, I can choose where I get to go? And I, and I know all those players have expressed a great deal of love for the city of Chicago and, and vice versa. Uh, but there's a couple things at play, one of, of which is just that you, know, you, you, get, you feel a little slighted one way or the other right, by being traded. Whether, whether you knew it was a necessity, you might understand everything about it. But – there's also the matter of, as we just mentioned, it's not just the deal where, hey, Jed Hoyer likes these guys, the Cubs like them, and those guys love playing in Chicago. If there are other offers out there that are significantly larger than what the Cubs are willing to pay because 
the reason they're not in Chicago is because the extension offers that the Cubs handed out weren't what those players were looking for. Uh, you know, if those extensions were really there and, and to what extent we don't know and may never, but there's, it's not just like, Oh yeah. Hey, we all like each other. Cool. Let's come back and, and run it back again. No, it's, it's going to come down to some, some business decisions. And, and I do think there are going to be some emotions and some of these guys are going to see Anthony Rizzo spoke in March about Lester and how Lester established a legacy with two different franchises. So, I mean, I think he was, he was preparing himself for that uh, as it is. So I, I don't see a situation in which any of those guys actually come back uh, for a variety of reasons. It's not out of the question, but again, I think these are, this is lip service and, uh, and Jed Hoyer's just saying what, what people want to hear right now. Our guest is Evan Altman. He writes for CubInsider.com. You can read him today about what just happened. The, um, as my diva described it, the the red wedding from Game of Thrones, the baseball version. So this biblical loss of talent, the way the Cubs handled it, and David Ross saying that the guys who were just cast off, Rizzo, Baez, Bryant changed expectations for the organization, changed the caliber of play expected, changed things for a fan base, and and made it a place that players want to come. Well, if players look at this as a team that quit on December 29th when they traded Hugh Darvish, runner-up in the Cy Young Award, and then dealt all these guys away and no extensions were made, does that dissuade, do you think, free agents? Or is it simply money doing the talking and that's that? Um, no, I mean, I think there's a mix. If you look back to when, uh, and, and again, I don't, I don't want to keep uh, beating the John Lester drum, but, but he was the first one to come in as a free agent to believe in what the Cubs were building. And, and that kind of precipitated a bunch of different ones, whether it be you know, Ben Zobra signed for a little bit less than maybe what he could have gotten, even John Lackey. And, and as hard as this is for a lot of people to believe, you know, Jason Hayward had bigger deals for more money on the table than what he signed with the Cubs. So, you know, I, I'm sure a lot of people wish it, it were the Cardinals or the Nationals uh, paying him $200 million. But, uh, and, and there are others that saw that. But really, if you look at it since Hayward, they haven't really gone out there and gotten anybody. I, I want to say, you know, John Jay, I think getting $9 million was one of the biggest free, you know, and we saw Jock Peterson. Uh, but but these guys, they're not signing position players to multi-year deals or not signing them for a bunch of money. And and the mystique around the team, clearly, if you if you have the president saying something broke and if you're going out there and you haven't won a playoff game since 2017 and you're not offering commensurate deals to some of these free agents, I think there's a mix of things that might make people – and then, again, and you see these guys, if they will trade iconic players – then what's to stop them from just trading, you know, a guy who they just picked up a couple of years ago? I, I think there's uh, perhaps a little bit that's going on with the organization that, that I'm not saying it's off-putting because at the end of the day, if you if you offer the right kind of money, uh, you can sign anybody. But I don't think what we're seeing is the same deal as five, six, seven years ago when people were falling over themselves to come and sign with the Cubs for less money to be a part of what they knew would be a championship core. Evan, what do you think of the Cubs getting Nick Madrigal and Cody Hoyer? And 
are there any prospects throughout all of the trades that were made that stand out to you that Cubs fans should be eyeing as potentially, you know, good prospects that can make an impact on the big league level someday? Yeah, I mean, uh, the the trade with the White Sox was definitely interesting. And, and I think if you look at it with, uh, and I've got a piece maybe coming out later, where it, it appears that the Cubs, from a, from a hitting standpoint at least, have made a philosophical shift. We knew what they did on the pitching side. And a lot of guys they acquired there are big arms. Uh, they've, they've gotten a lot more aggressive with their pitching infrastructure. But on the hitting side, it looks like they've I don't, possibly overcorrected in terms of uh, the, you know, they've really lacked contact in a big way over the last several years. So in Madrigal, you've got a guy who basically never strikes out uh, but doesn't hit for power either. And if the assumption is that Nico Horner moves over to short, well, Horner hasn't hit a home run since he came up in 2019 and he hit three there toward the end of the season. He didn't hit one last year, hadn't hit one this year. Uh, both guys are injured now, so it's a little bit difficult. But uh, you're going from a, a kind of power-based middle infield, even if it's mostly on Javier Baez, to a much more pedestrian, contact-based, no real pop. Uh, that's going to be a little bit interesting. So I don't know how that plays. But, uh, again, Madrigal is a, uh, is a big-time hitter. I think with that, though, you're talking about a guy really high floor, really low ceiling. Um, you know, so kind of, kind of back to where the Cubs were at second base, maybe prior to Javi, uh, where they just had kind of a, a bunch of guys sort of circling through there. So I, I think it's a nice addition. But if we look at the other prospects, you know, I'm, I'm really interested in, uh, in some of these guys. The one of them, uh, Viscaino. Uh, and uh, the, actually the two guys that they got from the Yankees I kind of like a lot. This guy, you know, has a really big fastball. Um, my understanding is that he's got a 70-grade changeup, best changeup that the Yankees had in their system. So when you get a guy who can really manipulate speeds like that and, and have those two pitches working, if he develops a third, I think he could be really solid. Uh, Kevin Alcantara, another one you talk about, a 19-year-old, six foot six, you know, big-bodied guy who could come up and, and really do some things. But another one who I think could be really sneaky, and, and I hate to admit this because seeing Chris Bryant leave was, uh, you know, that was, that was rough. But uh, mm-hmm. Caleb Killian, who they got back from San Francisco, um, this kid went to Texas Tech. So he's pitched 100 innings as a pro, and he's only walked 11 batters. Um, you know, big guy, but the Cubs, how many times have we heard the Cubs brass talk about how they need strike throwers? They need guys to come in and just throw strikes, and this is one of them. So uh, he's a guy who I think, you know, he's at double A right now. I think he's somebody who could move up fairly quickly and, and possibly take a spot in that rotation maybe as soon as next year. So um, so there are a few, but we, we do have a piece out on the site right now where we've got those the 10 prospects that they have acquired uh, all ranked with little breakdowns of each. So if you're interested in kind of just a, a quick primer on who these guys are, uh, head over to the site and check that out. What's the site, man? Give it, give it real quick because we never oh, do that. Yes. With well, I, I wanted, I wanted, you know, I, I wanted to let uh, Steve handle that again. But uh, no, it's <laughs> CubsInsider.com. He does it so well. Uh, CubsInsider.com. You can, uh, you know, find us there. Or you know, if you if you are are into the whole Facebook thing and you, and you love seeing the the wacky comments, you can go. Just search for us on Facebook and read the stuff there. But um, if I were you, I'd just go directly to the site. You did that way better than Steve, by the way, just so you know. Yes, he did. Yeah, Yeah. but I'm glad you said it. I didn't want to have to. (laughs) I'm a guest on your show. I I don't want to come in and say those things. I I allowed you to brag about your site because it's an awesome site. It's what sucking you all about. 
So I, I got to, maybe you two guys can help me suss this out. It probably requires more time than this, but I did not want to miss the opportunity to bring this up and run it by you, Evan and Mark. Anthony Rizzo has been one of the most wonderful Chicago sports personalities on and off the field. I mean, he has been, he's always reminded me of a combination of, of John C. Riley and Will Ferrell and Step Brothers. Like, he became best friends tonight with, his, with, his, with himself. And whether he was making marvelous catches standing on, on the, the, the wall at Wrigley or hitting home runs or making plays in the field or laughing and, and, and sliding into third and saying it's magic and sitting next to David Ross in the, standing next to him in the dugout and saying I'm a glass case of emotions. And I loved that. And what he did off the field with children suffering pediatric cancer and the way he was so giving, he has been wonderful. And I am sorely pained to, to look at him and say, this year I thought he was a bad teammate and a worse leader when he talked about refusing to get vaccinated and that he wouldn't. And then you watch this team when he admitted that on June 11th and his hitting slumped and the Cubs went 15 and 27, plummeted from first to fourth and began selling off the core. This is hard for me, and I realize not everybody fits into a profile, fits into a compartment, but those two parts, this ending part of Anthony Rizzo is something that was so sour and so untoward. A guy who beat cancer and owes his life, part of his life, whatever you want to say, to science. And then to deny this, like, and put his team at a disadvantage because his general manager talked about being at a competitive disadvantage by not having enough players vaccinated. I don't know how I cannot bring this up. So I'm bringing this up. Do you guys wrestle with this? Do you have do you have any problems with this? Do you just let it go? That's Anthony Rizzo. He's he's the smiling, happy, goofy kid who always hits 30 homers. What do you guys think? Gosh, I well, it's um I I think it's going to take a little bit of time as that as that distance kind of uh kind of grows, you know, and and as you get used to seeing him in a Yankees jersey, and I think because I, I think it'd be it's much easier to criticize him if he's wearing the Yankees stuff than than the Cubs, to be quite <laughs> honest. But 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 it is yeah, it's it's difficult because he was the in every sense a harbinger of that title. He came in, he spanned that entire rebuilding process. He was one of the first players Theo Epstein and Jed Hoyer brought over. He uh, even though he had debuted as a Padre, he really came into his own as a Cub. Uh, you know, he offered to fight the Reds, the entire dugout, and really just kind of right. assumed the captaincy <laughs> from that point. I mean, he was the face of the franchise from that point. And then, yeah, to to hear him kind of say some of those things, and of course, it that got lost fairly quickly in in the comeback win against the Cardinals. That was, I think, that same afternoon or the or the next. I think it was that afternoon uh, when he hit the big home run and they, and they came back, and it was kind of like, oh, we'll, we'll sort of forget about that. But yeah, I mean, I I think that as we look back on that time, it'll probably end up getting lost in the shuffle of all the other things that he did. But it was disappointing uh, to, to hear that from him. And especially, again, as you mentioned, as someone who is who spends time in those pediatric cancer wards, who is around small children who are much more susceptible to all kinds of illnesses and, and to think that you know, you're not taking that step not only to protect your teammates and yourself, 
but uh, but those kids that you've done such a great job of helping, um, yeah, I, I do I do wrestle with that. Well, I I will say that, and this is unfortunate, but in all cases where players act incorrectly off the field, it it is really from a fan's perspective because I think that's where you're coming from, Steve, and his legacy and all of that. Mm-hmm. Fans don't really care what happens off the field as long as you thrive on the field. And for the most part, 95% of Anthony Rizzo's Cubs career, it's not hyperbole to say that he was great, that he was a great Cubs player. That's the word that I would use defensively and offensively. I hate that he didn't get the vaccine, hasn't gotten the the vaccine, because then you are putting the onus on other people to get the vaccine, and that's why the numbers are down. That's exactly why the numbers are down, and everybody has their individual reason. But no, I I don't think that this – and I'll I'll say this, too – that because of the direction that the Cubs went this year, it just it just adds to the exactness of what the Cubs had to do, and that was to break up the whole thing. As far as like Rizzo, what you were talking about, he he at the beginning of your question, he is to put it very simply, he's one of those guys, and not every Cubs player that has played here in Chicago and was worn the Cubs uniform has been like this, but he was full embrace of everything Cubdom everything Cubsness, he was into it. He, he's a kid who probably had no idea about the Cubs growing up in Florida. He has come here and made this his second home. He is one of those rare athletes that just ha- loves, you know, the, the Cubs and everything about it, from the history to the fans to all, from the fly the W to everything. So, and and that's a, a rarity. I don't, I don't know even on the, the – the president Cubs team, how many guys are of full embrace of everything that is the hyper world of the Chicago Cubs? Cubness. Well, we Cubness. appreciate it. Yes. We, we, yeah, Cubness. We, uh, we've gone over time, but um, it was great conversation. We appreciate you spending time with us, Evan. Go have yourself a Saturday. Thank you. I'll see what I can do about it. You guys have a great uh, rest of the show. Try not to suck. Well, it's too late. <laughs> too bad. We're not even it's trying to yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. We're late. We'll take a break. Evan Altman, CubsInsider.com. He could say it much better than me. We've established that. But we yeah. will uh, take a break. When we come back, there's, um, you know what, again, it was so, it really was. Everything you just said about Rizzo and how Cubness, now he's become mm-hmm. Yankiness. So let's let's look at what he did because it was something and it was, it was uh, very Rizzo over there and uh, both paying, <clears throat> paying, paying some homage to this city. So we'll take a break and come back and do that. Steve Rosenblum, Mark Grody, Saturday Suckage, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Chicago will never, ever have to buy a meal there. And now he drills one deep to right field. There it goes, see ya! His first Yankee home run. It is high, it is far, it is gone. It is Anthony Rizzo. First homer is a Yankee. Did that last night, courtesy of the Yes Network. And um, and I don't I don't know if you noticed it, Mark. It was hard not to notice, but it was such. It's something I never had given any thought to whether he would be 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 shouting out where he came from 
thought, well, you wear the Yankee stuff. The Yankees are pretty strict. No facial hair. You wear this. You wear your socks this way. You, you go the full Jeter. But he hugged Chicago. He's wearing batting gloves and spikes that feature the Chicago City flag with the four stars. And by the way, there were four stars dealt yesterday from the Cubs, for those of you keeping score at home. Do you notice that? Do you see that? Well, I I have to say I didn't notice it with my own eyes, but I saw people on Twitter pointing it out, and I have since yeah. watched the video over and over and over, so I can't say <laughs> that I was eyewitness to it. But th- th- this actually, Steve, that actually further answers your question that you asked, the good question you asked right before the break. I mean... Come on. I mean, this guy is endearing, has always endeared himself to Chicago. Is there going to be a slight blemish on his legacy because he didn't get vaccinated? Yeah, for a few people, for sure. But when Rizzo does something like that, are you really like, oh, my God, he, he hit that home run. He's wearing the Cubs batting club. That's awesome. But wait a minute. He didn't get vaccinated, so I don't like him. So I don't like any of this. I don't like Rizzo. Forget Rizzo. Um, so, you know, I think that that, that that is, to me, that is symbolic of what I was trying to communicate before the break yeah I, I i get it i there there are very few people are that um i'm not making making him out to be polarizing but there are very few people you can i you so want to i so want to wrap my arms around him because he was such a wonderful such a great story i mean right. where, where he came from everything he did and you know what he when you go back and look at what he suffered through in this team and these these the managers he's had, and then Dale Swaim got fired because he thought, he said, well, maybe we'll just send him and Castro down, meaning Rizzo. And then Rizzo <laughs> fights through all that. He keeps from team to team, and he's and he's trying to what you know make it in Boston, make it in San Diego, and and getting up and getting called up and sent down, and then coming to Chicago and and wanting fan Cub fans wanted to love him, wanted to love him, and yep. it was really hard and slow. And then you know the legendary. Mike Quaddy and then Dale Swamy. What's going on here? And then, oh my goodness. Just before our break, and our guest Jim Margalis of Sox Machine, we have our breaking caller sounder. Tell us, Trash Panda, tell us. We have Skyler and Mendota on the line. Skyler and Mendota, welcome to the score. What's on your mind today? How's it going, guys? Um, well, my big question was, are we ever going to see Anthony Rizzo's number flying on a flag in center field at Wrigley? Well, that, that is going to be interesting because there will be a, a lot of potential candidates from this year. Well, I guess maybe not a lot. Because if you're going to consider Rizzo for the flag, then you got to consider Brian for the flag, and you got to consider Lester for the flag, um, maybe even to a lesser degree bias. So I don't know. That's complicated. What do you think, Stevie Sunshine? I think, yeah, I think he's the first one from the 2016 Cubs who gets his number retired. Really? I, okay. I think he's that guy, Skyler, because of what we everything we talked about. He was the captain. Who was the guy holding the World Series trophy? They got off the plane, off the bus, in the parade, and he's that guy. He, and as you talk, as, as we talked about, he was he was the captain. He was he was the, the that guy for that team more than for whatever love you had of of Billy and Ernie and and Ronnie and Fergie. They choked. They didn't win. Right. Anthony Rizzo was the first guy on the team that did. So hit his number 
gets retired. There's no question in my mind. And, in fact, I think he's the guy most likely to sign back here. Did I ever tell you that on the the charter going back from Cleveland in Game 7, and I was on that charter because I was lucky enough to be on that charter, that Anthony Rizzo handed me the the World Series trophy? Because I didn't really feel like I was entitled to touch it at at that point. I was like, God, this is not my thing. I'm just going to sit over here and whatever. And uh, he's like, here. And, oh, my God, I held it on the plane. I don't know if I've ever mentioned that, Steve, but that happened. I'd never heard that before. I knew the World <laughs> Series ring, but the – Yeah. Really? You were so, – was Rizzo walking up and down the aisle? I mean, how do you get – Yeah, yeah, he was standing, and he was just, just near me, and I think he could tell that I was salivating over it, and <laughs> I probably had a very anxious look on my face. Like, do I get to touch it or no, or should I just sit here in the corner and be, and be happy to be here? And he's just like, here – so I, I did, and I took a picture of myself, or somebody did. It wasn't Rizzo, and I took a picture of Rizzo with it. I, I suppose I could probably post. I, I have posted it before. I don't think I need to post it again. But, um, but yeah, no, that, that happened. So, um, yeah, there it is. Bears. So for those of you late coming to the show or those of you deep into the Wake yes. and Bay Club and forgot, Mark was the pre- and post-game Host for the Cubs broadcast in 2015 and 2016. And, and so I was going to say, I think you just told us, I was going to ask, if is there an Anthony Rizzo moment from your time? And I think be I it. just heard it. That'd be it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one. That's a good one. It's a good one. Yeah. A good one. World Series ring, touching the World Series trophy. It's not. It's not like the Campbell Trophy. You get. You know what? You, there's no jinx there. You get. To, you get to do that. You're there. You're yeah. around it. And if Rizzo hands it to you, it's. You know, there's your. There's your passport. There you go. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. I'm. I'm a cool kid for that moment. You know, there are people. There is a texture from 309 who does asking the question, which we'll have to follow through later, but. Wants to hear every story you have from that plane ride back. Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't think we can do that now because Trash Panda's yelling we have to break. So Yeah, you're getting really getting yelled at right now, so go. Yeah, I know. That's well, what's new? Go. All right. Well we suck. Okay, go. Hey, go. all right. We're Saturday Suckage. We're gonna talk with Jim Margallis of Sox Machine about the about the way the uh, when the uh, contenders in the American League, the White Sox, the way they just got better. They turned it into a like a two-inning game with, with the way things look now. <laughs> Saturday second, Chicago Sports Radio 670, the score. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.